everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now a big hello and thank you to our newest premium members. First up, we have Layla Coast and Mabel from Neptune Beach, Florida. Emily Jenkins from Los Angeles. Daniel and his brother Jamie from Sydney, Australia. And lastly, Lisa Davis from Colorado. Hi everyone! Remember you can sign up to be a premium member and have a very special shout out simply by going on your Apple app in two clicks. Or you can join up on Supercast and the link is in the description. And here is today's story request. Hi Lucy, my name is Katie and I'm six years old and I would love a story about me going on an adventure with my dad and I would like my mom to be included in the story. Katie's mom found Katie's dad up to his elbows in soapy bubbles whilst washing the car. I'm worried about Katie, she said. Oh, replied Katie's dad as he picked up a sponge. What's the matter? Well, she looks bored and she needs something to do, said Katie's mom. Like an adventure? asked Katie's dad. Yeah, smiled Katie's mom. Like an adventure. Well, why didn't you say so? Katie's dad grinned back. Adventure is what I do best. He snatched up his bucket of soapy water and, without looking back, headed into the house. Katie was sat on her bed when her dad barged in, slopping water and bubbles onto the floor. Katie, he boomed, I need your help. There's a sea serpent in this bucket and it's trying to eat all the mermaids. Katie gasped. For real? she asked. Oh, yes he answered, seriously as he took her hand. And there's not a moment to lose. And the pair of them jumped into the bucket. Soapy water swirled around them like a whirlpool as they plunged downwards, landing in the water with a splash. They sank deeper into the blue as Katie realized that she and her dad had changed. They now had fish-like tails. Dad, I'm a mermaid, she cried delightedly. Good, nodded her dad, because that means we can deal with the sea serpent. Come on. The pair of them swam forward to where a mountainous looking rock rose up from the watery depths. Closer still, and Katie could see that a long sea serpent was swimming around and around the rock just beneath the surface. Breaking through to fresh air, Katie couldn't see any sign of the walls of the bucket, just a large blue sky stretching overhead. And there, in front of them, three mermaids cowered on the rock where it emerged from the water. Every now and again, the sea serpent's fin or tail would break the surface, showing where it swam just beneath. Oh no, Dad, what do we do? They're trapped! asked Katie as she looked across at the three mermaids' worried faces. Katie's dad rubbed his chin. Hmm, that monster wants to munch on them. Let's give him a taste of his own medicine, he said. Still holding Katie's hand, they swam closer. 
The sea serpent was so long that its head almost caught up with its tail, where it swam around the rock in a ring shape. Katie's dad urged Katie on, swimming up from underneath so that the sea serpent couldn't see them. Quickly, he reached out and grabbed the monster's tail. Looking behind her, Katie could see that she was almost touching the enormous toothy head of the sea serpent, and it was looking very, very surprised. What are you two doing on my tail? It roared. Well, you look so slow and lazy, said Katie's dad, that we thought we'd hitch a ride. After all, it's not like you could catch us. Why, you rotten little creatures, sneered the sea serpent. Of course I could catch you. He stretched open his jaws wide, revealing row upon row of long, sharp teeth, and lunged forward to snap them shut. But Katie's dad knew the monster would do this, and he was already pulling Katie further along the tail. So when the teeth snapped shut, Katie and her dad were no longer there. But the sea serpent's tail was, and it chomped straight into it. Yow! bellowed the sea serpent. My poor tail! And sobbing like a baby, it swam away into the watery depths. No sooner was it gone than the three mermaids returned to the water with a splash. Oh, thank you, thank you, said the first mermaid. Oh, you're very brave, said the second. You're both so wonderful, added the third. Well, it was my dad, really, said Katie proudly. It was his idea. Oh, you should stay and play with us, suggested the first mermaid. Sorry, no time for that, Katie's dad answered. We've got to rescue a dinosaur from a mud pit. For real? asked a delighted Katie. Oh, yes, replied Katie's dad. They swam forward until a strong ocean current caught them and sped them on their way. The current faded as they approached a large island covered with a thick forest and with a volcano at its center. As the water became shallow enough to stand, Katie realized her fishy tail had vanished. Dad, I have legs again, she announced as they emerged onto the beach. Well, just as well, he replied. We've got plenty of walking to do. They crossed the sand and entered the trees, where thick vines and moss clung to every tree. They clambered over thick roots, stepped around wide trunks, and ducked under low branches, until eventually they arrived at some bubbling, oozing, squelchy mud. Oh, it doesn't smell very nice, Dad, said Katie, pinching her nose. Oh, you're not wrong there, agreed her dad. Imagine what it's like for him. He's stuck in it. As he pointed to a muddy bulge out in the middle of the pit, there was a young stegosaurus coated in the horrible smelling mud. Help me, cried the stegosaurus. I'm stuck in the mud and I can't get out. Oh, Dad, what do we do? asked Katie. Well, we need to gather some help, said Katie's dad. Any ideas? Katie thought about this for a moment. Hmm, anyone small will get stuck too, she reasoned. So we need somebody large enough to reach over the mud. Good idea, Katie, said her dad proudly. Let's go see who we can find. They walked around the mud pit 
and found a track that led them to a wide open space with a few trees. There was an Archaeopteryx snoozing on a branch nearby. Too small, said Katie. On the far side of the clearing was the meat eater, Megalosaurus, stalking along the edge of the trees. Too scary, said Katie. But there, grazing in the middle, were a herd of long-tailed, long-necked Diplodocuses. They could reach the Stegosaurus, Dad, without even needing to step into the mud. Good idea, Katie, nodded her dad. But how do we get them to help? We could ask nicely, suggested Katie. Okay, agreed her dad. Let's do it. Um, excuse me, said Katie to the nearest Diplodocus. Please could you help us? Help? said the Diplodocus. What sort of help? There is a Stegosaurus stuck in the mud and we can't reach him, but you could use your long necks and tails to help him get out. We'd be most grateful, said Katie. Oh my goodness, said the Diplodocus. What a terrible thing. I'm sure we can assist you in this way. Lead the way. Katie and her dad did just that, all the way to the muddy pit. Oh my, said the Diplodocus, as she laid eyes on the poor Stegosaurus. Oh, there's not a moment to lose. She set about ordering the other Diplodocuses into position. One held her tail out so the Stegosaurus could hold on with his mouth, while three others stretched their necks out from the other side to push with their heads. One, two, three, go, shouted Katie, and the dinosaurs began to push and pull until the Stegosaurus came unstuck. He was so happy to be free. Oh, thank you so much, he said gratefully. That surely would have been the end of me. Oh, don't mention it, said Katie. We were all happy to help. Would you care to stay and play? Asked the Diplodocuses, hopefully. Sorry, no time for that. Katie's dad answered. We've got to help a Cyclops deliver a pizza. For real? Asked a delighted Katie. Oh, yes, replied Katie's dad. And with a wave, they headed off through the forest. After a while, they arrived at the base of a cliff with a large stone doorway. Katie's dad wasted no time in marching them both straight through. On the other side, they found themselves amongst rocky hills where a few plants grew underneath a hot sun. And there, sat on a boulder, was a giant cyclops. He was looking glum, staring with his one eye at a very large pizza box in his lap. Oh, Dad, look how sad he is, Katie observed. Hmm, let's find out what the problem is, he replied. Katie felt sorry for the sad-looking giant. Excuse me, she said, but why are you so sad? The Cyclops, even sitting down, was much bigger than Katie. Oh, hello, he said. I'm supposed to deliver this to the Hydra, but I can't find where he lives. Katie looked around the bare, rocky hills. They all looked the same to her. Oh, I can't see any houses or any caves, she said. And there are so many valleys. Hmm, not to mention the other sides of the hills that we can't see, added her dad. What we need is a different perspective. Katie scratched her head. What does that mean? Well, we need to see this problem from a different angle, 
he explained. To Katie and the Cyclops' surprise, Katie's dad put his fingers into his mouth and let out an incredibly loud whistle. What was that for? asked Katie. Were you calling someone? asked the Cyclops. Katie's dad just smiled. Moments later, a huge shadow passed over their heads, circled around and landed before them. It was the most enormous bird that Katie had ever seen. It looked like a giant eagle, and it was even bigger than the Cyclops. This is Rock, explained Katie's dad. He owes me a favor. Come on, hop on board. Moments later, the rock was beating its gigantic wings and taking to the air with Katie, her dad, the Cyclops, and the massive pizza box upon its back. Higher into the sky they climbed until they could plainly see every valley and hillside below them. This made Katie laugh with delight. We have a bird's eye view! <laughs> there! shouted the Cyclops suddenly, pointing with a giant finger. That's where the Hydra lives! Wasting no time, the rock began to circle lower and lower until they landed gently beside the Hydra's rocky home. The Hydra came bounding out, a colossal lizard with three long snake-like necks and heads. Oh, yummy! he declared. My pizza is here! The Cyclops leant down from the rock's back and handed it over making the Hydra very happy indeed. Katie was very pleased with the result. Oh, thank you so much, said the grateful Cyclops. I couldn't have done it without you. Don't mention it, said Katie. We were happy to help. Well, now I'd like to do something for you, said the Cyclops with a smile. Katie and her dad grinned at one another, wondering what it could be. A little while later, Katie's mom was stood in the garden, watching a large bird circle over their house. It got larger and larger and larger, until it was quite obvious to her that she was looking at the largest bird she had ever seen. It landed carefully a short distance away, and she was both so surprised and pleased to see Katie and her dad upon its back. "'You're home!' she beamed, rushing forward to help Katie down. My, you look like you've had fun. Oh, we have, said Katie excitedly. Dad took me on three amazing adventures. First, we saved mermaids from a sea serpent. Then we helped rescue a stegosaurus from a mud pit. And then we helped a cyclops deliver a giant pizza. Oh, that's astounding, said her mom. Three amazing adventures. And there's more said Katie, pointing to where her dad still sat upon the rock's back. He passed down the largest pizza box Katie's mom had ever seen. We've brought pizza, she laughed. Oh, what a fabulous day of adventures, said Katie's mom, as Katie's dad hopped down from the huge bird. Well, adventures are what I do best, smiled Katie's dad, drawing his family in for a hug. And the best part is, there's still plenty of the day to go. But first, it was time for pizza. The end.